I think that's what gets people overwhelmed by self-care is, oh gosh, I have to take a 10-day silent retreat or I have to go here for a whole day when if you actually just start to integrate tiny rituals and self-care should be curated because whatever works for my self-care isn't going to work for either of you, maybe, right? So it's, it is really about getting to know what your self-care rituals even are. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Woo! Welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. We are so glad you are here. Hello, everybody. Hello. Lindsay. I have a lot of prana running through my body. (laughs) I do, actually. I have a lot of energy today. It's good. It's really good. And we were just talking. Um, so if you're first, if you're new to Almost 30 Podcast, we are a podcast that started during the transition from our 20s to our 30s. And now it's so much more than that. Yeah. We talk about spirituality, entrepreneurship. Love, love, sex, health and wellness. Yeah. All the things, you know, whatever. We're all going through it. We're all going through it. So we're so happy you're here. Thank you to the person that recommended you or whoever you found us. Found us. We are grateful. We were just talking before and you said something and I think it's, we were talking about like exes and I think it's such a a good marker of knowing if you're done is if they call you by your name. Mm -hmm. If it's like what, like you said, like being like, Hey, Lindsay, like, wow. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, and I, I said this in response, he did that like normally. I don't like when people, which is a, and I feel like it's an energetic, like, Thing between us. So it's not allowing me to go in and like go deeper with him. So yeah, it was really, ooh, it fucking makes my skin crawl. I know. Calling people, like even my friends by their names is weird. I have a friend actually who I love very much and she calls me by my name. It's it's really sweet and endearing, but sometimes I'm like, are we friends? <laughs> you know, I don't want you to mm-hmm. call me like, just call me like that bitch, you know? Or just like short, or it's like... <laughs> Like, hey, Kay, or yes. like, hey, hey, girl. Nicknames hey, sister, for life. I'm whatever. a nicknamer. Nicknames for life. Nicknames yeah. are everything. Mm-hmm. I, I like to do it way early on. Yes. Like, I like to- I like to do it when they don't want me to do it. Mm-hmm. When, when they're uncomfortable with me calling them a nickname. And then when they start doing it themselves, I'm like, yes. yes. You're with me. Whether they like it or not, I'm going to nickname them. Truly. Truly. Just kidding. Like our, vi- like our video guy, Tommy. Tommy. Tea creamy. Tea creamy. <laughs> Tea creamster. <laughs> like Terry, my mom, top dollar tea. <laughs> it just makes it more fun. Makes life more fun. Justin, Penny. Penny, Penny. Short for penis. <laughs> Whatever. It's so funny when, uh, and I feel like I'm meeting people more often now. Maybe it's because it's we are so going the other way where it's like, you know, we talk about 
aliens and just kind of like the supernatural and, you know, just having fun and believing it all. Right. And what's the harm in that? But when people are so hard and fast about like, no, I'm not, or like even plant medicine. Yes. I know that's controversial, but people are like, never. Nope. No, I don't even want to talk about tarot cards. Like I asked my friend the other day, I was like, can I pull a card for you? Cause we were like talking about something. He's like, absolutely not. No witchcraft. I was like, no oh, witchcraft. I was like, okay, man. Anyway, okay, they're yeah. Oracle cards, but it's so funny when you come up, when you meet those people that are just so, yes. it's so boring. I know. I'm like, like, it's so fun to believe that there literally could be a, a spirit helping you out today. <laughs> what is that? Let's they're have like, fun. Life is short and then you die. <laughs> those are those people. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing, it's like, whatever. So it's not true. So it is true. I actually, yeah, when we were, I was out recently talking to someone and they were talking about ancient Egypt and and advanced races around ancient Egypt, whatever. And <laughs> casual conversation. Casual convert. And I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, all right. So they were like, kind of let it. And then I kind of said a little bit about what I thought. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> like I was like, oh, you're, you're kind of there, but I'm, I'm, I'm way, way out there. <laughs> and it was like, they were kind of like, what is going on? I'm like, oh, wow. I literally live in my own world. It's so fun. Yeah. Whatever. But, yeah, the thing, it was actually this morning I woke up early because of jet lag. So I was up at like four mm. and I was waiting for my sweet boyfriend to wake up. And I was just, you know, doing a dirty ass scroll. I mean, I was catching up on all the the brain numbing shit. Honestly, I was looking at like all my exes, just like seeing what's up. All of them are private, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I just want to see like what's going on. Totally. Oh, I do What's those. What's new in the hood? Oh my God. Like I this girl from that. college that I knew, like I was on Kylie. Like it was like hilarious. <laughs> I was like it, deep into like Miley and Liam. Like uh. it was a hilarious morning. I was like, oh wow. <laughs> and then Justin woke up. You're like, hello. I was. I was like, hello. And it was funny. I was looking at like a Kylie post and it was like liked by, oh, that's Jay Hall. And I was like, huh. <laughs> Interesting. It was like, it was actually a cool post. I was like, I'm into her outfit. It was like a white jumpsuit, whatever. It wasn't like a, Justin would literally never do that because he's so scared of me. But I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, like I forgot that he likes photos on Instagram. Oh my God. And I actually was thinking I was, when I got up in the morning, I was like, damn, like I haven't tried to look through his phone in five years. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like old exes, I'd be like, yes, they're sleeping. <laughs> it's my time. Literally, it's my time to shine. I was like, here we go. One time, like Going one phone in. got locked. It got like locked on me because I tried the passcode so much. Oops. And like, then they came back to the phone. It was Mom's locked. Birthday. They were like, what the fuck? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I've, like, wow, n- no I've idea. never looked in a boyfriend's. You're lying. Swear to God. But I've been looked on. So like my- I've been looked on to. I mean, my, yeah, my ex, that's how yep. how I got in Oh, trubs. you know what's fucking hilarious? The girls in the group, uh, in our secret Facebook group were talking. One of the girls left her journal out and open and her uh. husband was home that day. So she was at work and she left her journal out and open and she was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. And I was thinking about in high school, I was talking to this guy or dating him and I cheated on him and made out with someone else. And I wrote about it in my journal and he just so happened to find and read my journal. And so I told him it was like a novel that I was writing. (laughs) I was like, he's like, oh, what does this say? Like it says you actually made out with this person. I was like, this is a novel that I'm starting. 
<laughs> I was like, I'm actually starting a novel right now and it's kind of about my life, but not. <laughs> the commitment. I'm sure that 100%. was like an Academy Award winning performance. And it's funny because it's like just, you know, making like, out. <laughs> I know. I, oh my God, dude. That I mean, if you've ever been caught as a cheater, that feeling of adrenaline is Oh like, my God. There's nothing else like it. Oh, I or mean- being caught doing anything. I could poop my pants right now thinking um, about there, it. it. Cheating and, and other things- that you're like, eh, la, la, la. like you want to like, you want to throw. I want to always want to, you want to jump out of your skin. Mm-hmm. Cause that, you know, they know. Uh-huh. And like, you're like, what's my face doing right now? Honestly. Truly. What's and your my face brain doing? is like, what the fuck am I going to say? You're like, what did I write? What did I, what was the text? What was the, this? What was the, that? Oh my gosh. It's the worst. It's so, that's like, that's a lot of energy I've gotten back into my life because mm-hmm. I don't lie. Mm-hmm. Lying takes so much energy. So much energy. Oh my gosh. I mean, that stuff is like exhausting. Mm-hmm. And just being stressed all the time. Totally. You know, like totally. is just, <laughs> dude. No yeah. way to live. It's honestly no way to live. One time I got caught. So in high school, I was known as a cheater. I was like cheating. I would cheat on people because I'm, you know, I, amazing. So, and I'm amazing and really confident and secure in who I am. So, you know, I, I never needed validation outside of, outside of myself, but I got caught cheating. Cause I, so I was dating this guy and I was still talking to one of the guys that was older. He went to college mm. and the guy that I was dating heard and I was like, no, no, no. And then he came to see me and there was this hat, this like bangles hat in my car. And it was the guy, my exes that who I was still talking to the older one. And he's like, who's sad is that? I was like, oh, it's my dad's. Like, it's my, he like knew my dad. He's like, okay, dad's like never worn a hat. I was like, it's my dad's, whatever. The next day he was getting a haircut. And my ex walked in wearing that hat. Of bye course. bye. Thanks universe. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, fuck. Uh, fuck. I'm trash. Dude. Well, it's so funny. I just, it just made me think about like, when did we, f- what gave us the inspiration to cheat? Do you know what I mean? hundred. Like, where does that come from? I actually, I need to sit and think about that because I'm not sure where I was like, I'm going to do this. I liked or the I attention. Can... Mm. I loved the attention. I was bored in high school. I, I got good grades. I was in AP classes, but I really liked the attention. And one person was not enough. Uh-uh. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was a loser. Everyone's a loser. So Everyone's like, a, it's not like I was like, you know, in high school, everyone's, you're figuring it out too. You're like, okay. And I didn't really know how to turn down attention that I liked, you know, mm-hmm, and be, mm-hmm, I'd be honest. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't really have a sense of self enough to be like, I really appreciate the sentiment of, of your advances, but I'm currently with, totally. I'm currently with partner. Yeah. The admi- yeah. Cause it, unless the relationship is really fucking good, you're not going to like fight for it. And so you kind of like let that Totally. Green grass in. You're like, ooh, that could be hundred nice. <laughs> percent. You let that green grass in. <laughs> I mean, did it? They it happened to me a hundred times. I I did it a fair amount. Mm-hmm. I like the attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, TBT. Yeah, all mine are like married, about to have babies. I'm just waiting. I'm yeah, literally actually they're all they're all married and with baby. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, I think I think so. One might be. Yeah. <laughs> what, again, I think it would be so fun to have you know, exes on the podcast. I, anyway, hundred percent. I'll pay them. You know, be inter- I was thinking actually. I was like, each of them has 
where I left them, they stayed in Ohio, in other cities I've lived. I'm shaking Wherever my head I cause... left them, they stayed and nothing changed. Mm-hmm. So peace and love. Peace baby. and love. Peace and lots peace of love. Peace and love. Um, okay, cool. Cool beans, yeah. So I feel good. Yeah. So <laughs> next time on Cheaters. I know, I know, obviously. <laughs> next time on Tales of the Trash. Tales of Trash. Starring starring me. Oh hell. Uh all right. I would love to uh just post some announcements here because we have such a beautiful schedule coming up on the road. We love being on the road, meeting all of you, and it's just something that not all podcasters do, not a lot of podcasters at all do, but truly we feel like this is our prana. It keeps us alive. So coming up, we will be in LA. We will be at the Riveter in West LA hosting an event with our girl, Nicole Lappin, who has her new book coming out, Becoming Superwoman. She's just a force to be reckoned with. So smart, just so honest too, and so relatable. And so we're going to have an incredible event with her talking all things burnout to balance, all things finances. You will get all of your questions answered and tons of sponsors. You'll be in a room with other like-minded, amazing women. So... We'd love to see you there. Yeah, so excited about that one. We love Nicole so much. We've done a few episodes with her, so you can find those on Almost 30 Podcast. And then we're also excited about Nashville, baby. We have Julie Solomon on Wednesday the 18th, and she is going to discuss with us how to embrace emotions and harness them to build an online presence and influence that reflects your biggest passions and dreams. So in this workshop session, we're going to get clear on your why, and you're going to be in a very safe space so that you can feel seen, you can feel valued and you can feel heard. Uh, tickets available on site for that one. And then we also are doing an event in Nashville with Dr. Josh Axe of Ancient Nutrition. It's on Thursday. And we are going to be talking about hormone health, keto, blood sugar, supporting your adrenals, normalizing digestion, and ultimately balancing your hormones. Dr. Axe founded drax.com, which is one of the top natural health websites in the world today. And he is just super knowledgeable and sweet. And we are excited about both of those. Cannot wait. Almost30podcast.com for tickets. They will sell out. So I would get them in advance. Tell your friends, come together or come alone, whatever you want. We will be there and can't wait to squeeze you. This episode. I'm really, really excited about Colleen McCann is one of our dear friends. She is the founder of Style Rituals and she is our go-to for all things crystals and bringing woo-woo into our lives in a way that we can really incorporate organically and not feel so much pressure to do so, like pressure to do it the right way. She makes everything so tangible and relatable and I love her. Yeah, me too. And in this, we really made things super digestible as it relates to crystals. So we did this at, almost as quick fire in a lot of ways of what crystal is good for a bad work environment, what crystal is good for self-love, body confidence, tapping into your intuition and um, really focused on crystals and how they can help us in a mental, physical and emotional way. It's based on her book, Crystal Rx that she put out earlier this year. Yeah, we love Colleen. She actually did a special, uh, I wouldn't say reading for us, but she came into our homes and created this beautiful grid according to 
northeast, southwest, and kind of the energetics within the corners of our home and where we should be putting crystals and uh, certain energy. So it was really fascinating. So we dig into that as well. So thank you for listening. As always, share this with your friends. If you are called to rate and review on iTunes, that means a lot to us. We'll read a review on the other side of this episode and we will see you on the road. Y'all are the best and you're the reason why we do this. So see you soon. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Guys, we're here with Colleen. Woohoo! Something I love about you is you always have gifts. You're very giving. I was literally just telling you. You're so her that. giving. It's crazy. So generous. It's so generous. Thank Every you. time I've ever seen you, you always have. And not because I like to receive gifts, but just because it's so thoughtful and you're so giving. Like every time you have like a basket of things. Mm-hmm. Have you always been that way? I think so. Yeah. I think that's probably my love language. I was gonna say gifts. Really? Yeah. yeah. And also, I mean, I came from fashion and you never leave your guests, leave a party without a gift bag. So wow. I'd say between those two things, hence the gifts, yeah. the bountiful gifts. I know. What do you do? Like buy everything in bulk? I don't even understand. <laughs> no, like do you have wondering. like a warehouse? Honestly, because it's honestly like I leave with like a warehouse of stuff. <laughs> like I forgot when you set up our crystals today. So guys, we got... Um, uh, readings today yeah, that we'll talk about, but there were so many crystals on the table and then there was the feathers and then there was everything. I'm like, oh, I forgot that we get these. I know. Like, what I a, got really excited. What a, and I, I forgot at the first reading I did with you, I got all the crystals that I picked and- Absolutely. And everything and like that. Yeah, and the cards. That's what you're working with right now though. Yeah. So you have to keep the crystals. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. so true. Um, so we did, Lindsay and I got, did readings today or what, what, what would we call what had happened, what we did I today? Know. What happened? I know. It was amazing. It was something we've never done before and we've worked with you a yeah. bunch. Yeah. So this was exciting to do something completely new and it just made so much sense. Like it was a little, like yeah. we, I was like, oh, what are we going to do with the directions and as it relates to this space or any space you're in, but it, it did make me feel so much better. Totally. So what did we do? Well, I thought it was time to pull out some new tricks out of my bag for you mm-hmm. ladies. <laughs> and what we did was something that falls under feng shui practices. And when you're getting a feng shui reading on your space, whether that's your home, your office, your studio, you're not only looking at the furniture, but something that I actually do is actually looking at the energy. And so I would take both of your birth dates and that gets calculated and you get a reading that kind of looks like an astrology chart, if you will, like it's based on your birthday. So everybody has different energy houses with their birth date. And so you're actually just looking at that when it's combined with a space, right? So everyone has a health direction, wealth, success, relationships. And then also what's very, very important to help us live a better life to our fullest is the weak corner and the directional chart. And we're looking at these charts so your listeners know, literally thinking about the compass, right? So you have the main directions, north, south, west, east, and then the subdirections, northwest, southwest, and so on. And so, you know, for example, somebody's love direction might be in the north. And then we're kind of looking at how does that translate into their space? Like, what's already sitting in the north direction in the house? Is there a couch there? Is it a closet? Is it a sliding glass door? 
Yeah. Right. And how does that actually So we had different relation- directions. Yeah. Oh, that's just interesting. Ask that. yeah. Okay. So Lindsay and I both had our directional charts available to us during this reading. And so that mine my relationship was southeast. And so what was yours? Mine was northwest. Oh wow. Yeah. Northwest. Of course that would be opposite. Oh, that's so funny. That's really funny. <laughs> it's opposite. Tell us more. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, the yin and the yang. That's right. And, you know, to your point, it is the yin and the yang in yep. a yeah. very good way, right? It's you guys have a beautiful partnership because you come to the table with opposite skills. Yep. Mm. And isn't that interesting? It reflected yep. in your mm. charts. Yeah. It always does. It always does. So, so basically, <laughs> by someone typing in their birth information, it would give them, you know, these these readings on the directional chart. So, oh, so my weak corner being North or no, my weak corner was West. What was your South? Mine was east? Southeast and it's this door. Oh, wow. How crazy is that? Yeah. Mine was, my week was just the, that one wall of my house towards mm-hmm. the, towards the ocean. Oh, okay. So where the garbage can was. No, that was my oh, wait, success. That was a success. Yo, this was crazy. So we had this, we had <laughs> a my double reading. garbage can. Yeah. And my, my, the success part of my chart uh, was South or yeah, was South. And there was two giant trash cans in my success part of my chart. And giant ass trash cans. I went to go put the card. So you, so there's a crystal and there's a card that correlates to these parts of your chart. And we'll talk about that more later. But yes, I had two fucking large ass trash cans. So what does that mean? Is It is means it my blo- success is trash. <laughs> but is it blocking her trash. or yes. is it like what is energetically happening when there's something like, like a door in my weak spot, like trash cans in her right. weak spot? Well, let's talk about your weak spots, ladies. Yeah. Let's think about that. So Krista's weak spot had a trash can in it. Like just think about what that metaphor is and it coupled with the success direction. And if you think like, what's the story saying here, there's something I'm, you know, I'm throwing something out around my success. Mm-hmm. Keeping you know I mean? I'm keeping a bunch of trash in my keeping success. A, or you're keeping a bunch of trash, <laughs> Honestly. a bunch of debris that shouldn't be there. There's a leakage of riffraff in my life. Well, the, so it makes sense. Yep. Mm. And then Lindsay, when we were talking about your weak corner being in the southeast corner, which is where her front door is, nobody try and come over. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it was really, there was a lot of message there, which I then asked you um, about like having better discernment about who you're letting in and out of your space and in and out of your life. Mm-hmm. And your vagina. Which you said, oh my, and, and your vagina. And your vagina. vagina. Like, and your bowel, All your totally. holes. So. Yep. All my holes. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did a space clearing of my holes. <laughs> Feels Damn, good Damn, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, so what is exactly a weak spot? Like, what does that mean when we're looking at this? It just means that there's, you know, somewhere that there's a... I think a potential for change and discernment in your life and it shows up in the space, mm-hmm. right? Like what if somebody's weak spot is in a closet and they're a hoarder, right? So that's yeah. obviously affecting them and we have to clean out the closet type of thing. So they're, you know, and what's the metaphor or the story around that? This person has a hard time letting go. Right. So, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, no shit. Like your weak corners in the closet. And that's something, you know, the positive spin on this is it's like, if this is coming up in your weak corner, it's also something that in life you just need to be super mindful of. Right. 
Yeah. 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 My, in my um, North, there was angel Michael and Michael came through in my weak spot, which is, you know, like the angel that I, besides Raziel, he's like the angel that I work with the most. Did Raziel come through for you? Mm -hmm. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. He was um, East and that was um, the monkey mind. But, and then we looked into the TV because I, out of the corner of my eye, there's a bunch of rainbows in the TV, but yeah, sorry, keep going with yours, but yes, he showed up. That's crazy. But I thought of you, I was like, oh, there he is. That's crazy. He's my main man. And Michael came through, which was helpful to like, know that I can call on him or be supportive in him. But throughout my reading, what really came through was the issue of saying no, you know, which came through in my ayahuasca journey was Mm -hmm. more no more discernment, more management of my energy. And the saying no will allow me to be more discerning, will allow me to be more clear, will allow me to be more thoughtful, will allow me to manage the leakages that of energy and of, you know, things that are just coming into my life that I'm not really looking forward to dealing with. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really powerful for me. More self-care. A lot of play came through. I always get play. Did you get play? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, self-care was a thing. So self-care versus fun was kind of a, a thing we were looking at. Interesting. But we were, I was talking about how like I, I feel the urge to play sometimes and then I tell myself I can't. Yeah. I mean that's so it's like that. That and and like even in our partnership where like it's really good that we are in different seasons. Like, yeah. like when you're in business season and I'm in more of like a celebratory season, it's good. Cause I can use that skill to maybe, you know, do networking yep. like that, like feels more social and you're doing the behind the scenes. And then maybe when the next season and I'm more like behind the scenes and you're, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing happening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, more play. more play, but knowing, and for me, we were talking about drinking a lot cause I don't drink as much anymore, but there is that nostalgia in drinking. And so like anytime I do, it's never like I used to ever cause I can't anymore, but it's like, why am I drinking? Right? Like it's, it's usually just that feeling of that memory of totally. And that's not my reality anymore. That's not my life anymore. So yeah. it's, it's just interesting. Yeah. I mean, Drinking is like a way to play, you mm-hmm. know, it's like a gateway to play sure. in, in a way, you know Quote what unquote, I mean? That's like, what I used to th- yeah. know that as. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you're not going to be doing anything else. And, and yeah, and it's like play as a part of my self care and mm. my, you know, like letting go a little bit, but it's so funny. Like I have a really hard time with the play thing. It's like, I get angry when I think about it. Like I actually have a visceral reaction of like, an ego thing where I'm like, I can't play where Mm. I'm like frustrated at it, where I'm like, feels like someone's telling me to play. And it's frustrating to me because I'm like, I can't, you don't even understand. Like I can't, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, Mm. and it's like, a, yeah, it's like a, a weird reaction that I have that I'm mindful of, but that, I don't really know. I know what to do with it, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I'm kind of working with like breaking that. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause I haven't had, it is valuable to me and it is, and it is important and it is something that I integrate in my life in certain ways, but I haven't really been able to like understand the fruits of 
it fully in a success way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I do. So. I also think there's just a lot of responsibility and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, you know, you shoulder a lot of responsibility. We both do, but it's just in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if someone's telling you to play or just the feeling of I should play more and it's like, no, I can't, Mm -hmm. like I got shit to do. And Mm -hmm. it's still in the, the growing stages, you know, it's like, yeah, I, yeah, I can feel that. Being around a shit ton of lady bosses, Mm -hmm. I think guilt and anger are very common things that come up when you're telling someone to play or take a day for them or have self-care or whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then comes the anxiety, right? Everybody's like, but my fucking list of things to do is 200 things long. Like I just can't take off today. I know. But you have to rest at some point. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You brought you brought up um, sustainability. Yeah, that's a good one. In the reading and having self care that's sustainable. So even if it's just like going out on the balcony and I look up at the trees and be out there for five minutes, that's something I can do every day. Yeah, you know, it's not like this grandiose ritual. It's just like okay, I can do this every day. Yep. You know. Yep. I think that's what gets people overwhelmed by self-care is, oh gosh, I have to take a 10-day silent retreat or I have to go here for a whole day when if you actually just start to integrate tiny rituals and self-care should be curated because whatever works for my self-care isn't going to work for either of you, maybe, Mm -hmm. right? So it is really about getting to know what your your self-care rituals even are. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, I've gone around and asked people and they don't even know. Mm-hmm. Cause they've never even taken the time to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And you said too, like, this is an invitation for you to figure out like what it is, what it means to play, what it mm. means to, to create time and space, you know, for myself or to, I don't know, like create those self-care rituals, which I have, you know, mm. I have them. But yeah, that was just really what I needed to hear today. You know, I have like a leakage of energy in my life right now where I have like some just weird random things that keep happening or have happened. And I know it's because of something that I'm allowing or something that I'm doing or a space that I've created. So I'm trying to figure out how to like better protect my energy in that way. And something else she brought up was like us growing and expanding and, you know, having the container for that. And like- At the moment, I don't necessarily have the container for the future of what we will be, of what this Mm -hmm. will become. And there was something interesting about Almost 30, which was like our differentiator, like focusing on our differentiator Mm -hmm. of Almost 30, which is our community, which is our focus on, you know, women connecting with or without us, having those um, real honest conversations. And then also to go deeper with our conversations, which we do, and then to really make sure that each of the interviews that we have, there is something like the the key takeaway, or there is something that is super valuable Mm. because what's valuable about Almost 30 is that we provide digestible information to people that they can't find anywhere else, you know, besides the community. So that was really interesting too, was just really thinking about focusing on the value that we provide to people and making sure that with each conversation that we schedule or each interview that we put out, that we can understand the clear, the clear why, which I really loved. I love that. Yeah. Cause that was helpful for me too, to think about like our next couple months, what we have going on and being like, cause we do this all the time. It's like, 
we're like, oh, we have this. And we're like, oh, okay, what's that? And then we're like, oh, it's whatever. And we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being more intentional, knowing the why, and then actually saying it for ourselves, but then also for the community, I think is important because they can see us do all this stuff all the time, the events, the episodes, the partnerships, the this. It's, but I think declaring the why is important, not only for us, for them, but then also energetically, you know, like I, I, I almost think of a, um, like my specific tarot card deck has, you know, whatever it is, five of pentacles. Right. And then mm-hmm. underneath are three words. It's almost like that. three takeaways, like, you know, discernment, innocence and play or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So having that maybe be a part of our show notes, be yeah. a part of, you know, what we post on social media or mm. whatever it is. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That was beautiful. And then the last thing that just barely escaped me. Oh, uh, what do I, I'm actually going to ask you about Christmas place. Um, the, the balcony, her balcony. So we both oh, yeah. have balconies. What was hers in? Health. Cool. Health. My health is jumping off the balcony. <laughs> what was my, or my health is kind of like out it being is, outside. That's yeah. what I was about to being say. Being in nature. Being outside. Yeah. yeah that's true. About that. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good one. And then also it was interesting too, actually with my relationship was Southeast. So it was in the corner mm. of my bedroom where I had already created like an altar nice, and there was already tons of crystals and there was you already like a really beautiful space where I was living and where I was. Yeah. The Oh, the last beautiful takeaway that I had was when we were talking about calendaring in, mm-hmm. this is such a good one. So what Colleen does, and she says she does this during Christmas time, like when she's chilling with her family at the holidays, which is, <laughs> I love a multitasking moment when I'm at home on the fucking couch <laughs> with my family during the holidays. Lady, I'm a Virgo. I yeah. know. I love that shit. So what she does is she sits and takes her phone and puts in all of the astrological transitions of planets and you know, full moon, um, new moon, uh, Mercury retrogrades. Mercury retrogrades into her calendar so that she can be aware of that as she's doing business through the year. Yeah. It's actually become one of the most powerful practices I do as a business owner. And fortunately I'm in the two woo business because sometimes when I tell people that they look at me like I'm crazy, but if it's a moment of communication or it's a moment of turning in and you don't honor that, you're, you're just like, literally beating your fists up against the wall for no reason. Like you are just spinning your wheels when you don't need to. So what, so what would you say for people? I guess I said those things. Would you say those things will suffice for people to put in the calendar? And in addition to that, what would you suggest that they do on those things? Like what should they look out for and what should they be doing once they've put full moon, new moon, Mercury, Mercury retrogrades into the calendar? Um, I mean, I think they just need to be aware. Like, obviously, you know, new moons are a day to call in what you want. Full moons are a day to release. A lot of girls that are super energetically sensitive may feel like we say like moon drunk um, on both the new and the full moon, or maybe it's just one or the other. So that's something, you know, and I know your listeners are all uh, fall into the sensitive category. So I'm sure that'll resonate with people. Or for example, like, um, you know, we, we're in Aries season right now. So this is a, this is a time to like, you know, there's masculine energy, there's fire, like let's push, mm. let's push forward, let's do. 
but we also just came out of Mercury in retrograde around Pisces, right? Which put us back into a dream state, which made us turn in. So it made sense. So it's like, don't try and like, you know, forge all this new business during a Mercury in retrograde when you're in a dreamy Pisces season, because you're just not going to hear from them until the planets shift again. But if you know all this, I think that also is another way to alleviate anxiety. You're like, oh no, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be because the planets are where they are and I'm just going to hang tight and or I'm going to put my focus elsewhere right now Mm. where everybody's focusing, right? Because like, tell me that like after this Mercury was over, all of a sudden you heard from everybody you hadn't heard in maybe like six to eight weeks, right? Because we're taking the retro shade into account and we're also in Aries, right? Everybody's like, let's do this. Let's do this yeah. now. Like everybody's checking everything off right. their list. Like how many emails do you guys have to answer right now? Um, Is it fucking I scary? I don't want to talk about it. Because my Virgo list of to-dos and emails is very scary right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I didn't do my taxes when they were due, so that's, oh, and that's first thing on my list. Now, do you think hey, you could out just- Hey, out of a billion people, you really think you're going to notice yeah. me? Honest, that's what I think, <laughs> yo. Fuck y'all. Well, I thought it was due on literally my whole life. I was like, oh, ta- literally, this is my whole life. I'm like, oh, taxes are due on 420. That's why it's a national weed smoking holiday because people want to get high on 420. That's no fucking I joke. I was like, yo, 420, that makes so much yeah. sense. People want to get fucked up after tax day. Huh? <laughs> I think it makes sense. What? <laughs> Chloe's peeing. I think what it would be even more fun is if you, you know, just told the IRS that oh Mercury God. was in retrograde this past so long and you couldn't sign that contract. I should. Honestly. See how that would go for you. Honestly. Yeah. I hope my if extension Williamson it gets elected president That's in right. 2020. Yeah. Marianne it's going to be press. a fucking thing. If there's Mercury retrograde during tax season. Literally. She's going to give us all a free pass. Oh, I hope Literally. so. Um, you mentioned... Uh, water, fire, and that came up in both of our readings Mm. and it made a lot of sense. She didn't tell me too much about you, but I knew you would be water. Yeah. And um, mine was fire. Which is funny because I'm kind of both. Totally. You know, you're like, I have a fire energy, but yeah. Water. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in my Northeast corner is success. And that's where the fire places my microphone stereo plants. But the fire, can you explain kind of the ritual around fire that you suggested and why? Yeah. So I like to think every element has its own personality and we'll talk about fire and fire is known as in shamanism, the great purifier element. So when you hear somebody, if you're hanging out with a bunch of shamans and they're like, oh, I just went to fire ceremony. Oh, I'm going to do a burn. What they're actually doing is new moon, full moon, or whenever you want, really. Mm -hmm. Like if you just decide to gather, that's cool too. You're actually releasing maybe it's intentions or gratitudes or manifestations literally into the fire. So let's just say you made a manifestation list. And the thing is, it's it's not about like, you know, burning your dreams up because I've had people kind of say that to me because they're scared. They're like, oh, I don't like that. Or they get the, the love card in a reading and I'm like, throw that in the fire. And they're like, I don't want to throw my love in the fire. Well, it's not about that. What happens is as a purifier, shamans believe that you're throwing whatever it might be into the fire. It's, um, and then through the smoke, 
your prayers, your asking, your wishes is going up through the smoke and going into the universe kind of where it needs to go. So it's, there's more of a, a release. There's not like a, a negative, like, oh, toss that into like the fire. Like it's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more of like releasing it and allowing it to go where it needs to go. But a lot of times people burn stuff they want to release though, too. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And you can definitely do that with intention. Like we actually, we just came from uh, shaman school and sitting in the north direction, which is hummingbird. And there's an exercise in there that you are to, you know, think about this. You're throwing all your teachers into the fire and teachers could be people like people that you actually look at as a teacher, friends that feel like teachers or those like hard lesson teachers. Everyone here knows who I'm talking about. Um, you throw all of them into the fire and the, and actually you actually throw yourself too. Like, so you take all these little pieces of paper, you're kind of putting your energy into each one of these people, including yourself. And you're doing it to like release old energy, release old relationship around whatever that was so that everybody can go where they need to go and do what they need to do and be what they need to be. Mm. Wow. What about water? Water? Oh, so water is the great shapeshifter. And if you think about that, right, it, water can be rain or ice or mist. It can slip through the smallest cracks that we can't even see. Water sometimes alerts us, right? That there's yeah, it can grow things. It, it <laughs> mm-hmm. alerts us that there's a leak somewhere that we didn't know about. So it's very shape-shifty. How do people find out if they're fire or water? They can just look at their astrology chart. It, it will tell them if you look up, you know, like I'm going to say Virgo because that's me. Virgo, um, you know, element, it'll, it'll pop right up. Okay. Wow. And then there was something else that you mentioned too in my session that really blew my mind related to citrine. So citrine is um, one of my favorite crystals and I actually have a bunch of fake citrines. Mm -hmm. So when you came over and gave us the crystals that we used for the session, which we can talk about which crystals you picked specifically, one of them was citrine, which is a success and monetary abundance, personal power. That's a crystal that relates to the the third chakra. So below your heart and at Mm. the um, apex of your rib cage. Yeah. So can you talk about like what real citrine should look like and what fake citrine looks like? I sure can. So if anybody out there sees that citrine that looks really, really yellow, like big bird yellow, that's actually heat treated amethyst. And natural citrine is going to look it could even look very close to like a clear quartz color. Sometimes it can even have like a, like a, like a light gray, Mm -hmm. smoky quartz or like watered down pee. I think that's the Mm -hmm. best way to put it. Like super watered down pee. Yeah. Right. It was like a grayish, yellowish, Mm -hmm. clearish. It just looked like a muddy clear quartz. A muddy clear quartz. I have a bunch of citrine at my house that looks much brighter and definitely is heat-treated amethyst, and I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah, same. And that's why it's so much cheaper than, and citrine is actually meant to be very expensive. Yeah. Not very, but pretty expensive. Yeah, wow. if you get natural citrine, it's it's going to cost way more than perhaps the other one you're looking at. So if you're trying to wrap your mind around that in a crystal store, that's actually what's happening. Wow. Mm. Wow. I wanted to talk about creating altars. Sure. So in, I guess in my... uh uh, southwest corner is I naturally kind of created and I want to work on it, but naturally have 
it's what is it wisdom mm-hmm. that's the wisdom direction oh, yeah. wisdom direction. Cool. Mm-hmm. and i have a shit ton of books around there like in that corner and on my little night table and under my bed and on the little ledge and oh that's cool and i want to i've always been drawn to that corner you know just like in my nighttime stuff i'll pull my cards there i'll have my like uh, diffuser there whatever so what is the importance of creating an altar which i want to do over there mm-hmm. and what should be on it or you know how do we honor it right yeah. well the beautiful practice with altars is that they can be made of anything and done anywhere right and that's what i love it's not just like walking into a temple or a church and seeing this this big permanent space. Mm. So as far as for you, when we were talking about the wisdom corner and you putting an altar there, your body knew what to do. Like you already actually started doing that because there's all these, you think about wisdom, you think about books and there was all these piles of books, but it's like, when does this actually switch over to a sustainable self-care practice is when you're doing it with intention and knowledge. Right. Right. You're actually putting in the knowledge. You're like, okay, I know this is my wisdom corner. Like, so what does sit there? Right. Books sit there. Crystals that have to do with wisdom sit there. Other things that maybe like, you know, a business plan could sit there. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, if that's a, a space where you're trying to call in more wisdom, a picture that of someone that's really wise in your life, like teacher's photos could go in that corner. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, everybody's altar is going to look different, but it is, you know, it is about making it personal, but also making it sustainable and what works for your life, your space, your time, your resources. Yeah. And just remember, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? So Mm -hmm. you, you do you and make it, make it work for you. Um, No, that's really helpful. And it, and it is really, um, and I, I talked about this in my solo episode uh, when I talked about that, my ayahuasca experience, but I saw myself doing my morning and nighttime rituals. I saw it like as if I was watching a, a movie and I just started crying. And it's just, I, I want to like yeah. reiterate to our listeners that like, you know, what you are doing by yourself in your own time, in those little moments, morning, evening, whenever it is in your own space that you've created that is special to you, your husband, your girlfriend, your friends might think is weird, is really, really important. And it's, it's just so much bigger than you can imagine. Like these consistent things that you are doing for yourself and the honoring and just like the connection to source that an altar can bring using crystals, pulling cards, you know, going out in nature can bring to you. So that was just a really good reminder because I have been wanting to kind of make that space a bit more like altar like. Yeah. Anyway. I had no was my thing in my ayahuasca too. So mm. your thing from your ayahuasca yeah. journey came up too. Yeah. Yeah. Which was interesting. I know. Slowly like things keep coming up for us. Because we had a pretty gentle experience relatively to everyone else. But I think, you know, for us it's almost like a slow release pill where yeah. we're like, oh, oh. Totally. Uh-huh. Look at a tree and they tell me something. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Dude. It's cool. Yeah. I, I like I like that. But um what yeah. else? Oh, so the monkey mind thing we were talking about. The, the, cause, so I pulled the monkey card. I do want to, so I want to bring in the fact that we pulled cards and place them on each direction as well. So why did we do that? Just to kind of like remind everyone, you know, the purpose of pulling cards and then we'll get into specifics. 
Sure. So, uh, and I want to say the experience that you ladies both have today, this is something that I've melded together from many different modalities and then just kind of messages from my guides coming together of why this was all happening, how it did today. So I bring, you know, so it's like, you're not going to have a feng shui practitioner come over and maybe do tarot, right? So I just want to like make that clear. It's not a standard practice to get crystals and tarot cards from a feng shui practitioner. So why I do that, first of all, because I love them. And I think that, you know, tarot cards are really just like a post-it note from the universe of what's up for us right now. This is like what's trending for us right now. Like where are we in our journey or story? When you have something visual to look at, it helps you, you know, to to literally be reminded. And then as I was telling um, the girls, and I think this came up more with Lindsay, and if you've ever done a reading with me or will do a reading with me, you'll get tarot cards there too. And the idea is once you've worked through the energy of what's on the card, you release the card, you burn, bury, or set to see the card, whatever form you like, but you're taking it back to the elements. You're starting to actually work with the universe, help the the universe start to actually shift energy for you. Mm-hmm. But it's because energy goes where you put it. So if you're putting your intention there, it's going to go there, right? Yeah. Good, bad, or ugly. Yeah. So um, it gives a space as a reminder. It gives a space um, as an invitation for ritual and ceremony to come into play. So I think tarot cards are are really valuable and can be powerful. And it's also like, it's a nice place to actually start a conversation with somebody that may not be familiar with this practice or uncomfortable or scared. And when I talk to people about this, I want them to, to, to be in a very like happy and comfortable Mm. place when we do our work together. Yeah. And you use a bunch of different decks. Like you've always used so many decks. So what are some of your favorite decks that you use that people could also check out? Oh my goodness. So one deck we love is compass cards. Oh, compass Mm -hmm. cards. Yes. Yeah. Compass cards are amazing. They're amazing because Neil, the intuitive and artist that does the cards, I love that all her cards literally look like artwork on there, Mm -hmm. one. And two, at the bottom, there's a simple word. And you know, for me, like a tips and tricks of somebody that's like just getting into all this and, you know, like the writer weight style deck word is you see like, you know, four of pentacles and three of wands and two of swords and all those things like that all has its time and place. But as for somebody that's like a newbie to this, sometimes that's just too many steps forward and you don't want someone to be turned off by the process. You want to invite them in. And so, you know, picking up a card from say Neil, for example, of compass where it just says gratitude on it, or it says change, like your mind immediately goes somewhere. You at least understand what that means. So I really, really like her cards. We did a giveaway with them too. Yeah. Yeah, We love them. So, you know, I have 65 decks currently circulating in my healing studio of cards that people can pick from. And I like to keep it fun. Like, uh, you know, there's spirit animal cards and goddess cards and there are Rider Waite cards in there. There's also mantra cards and self-care cards and all these different types of cards. 
I think it's really important because it it helps you build this really interesting story and or I've had this happen so many times because I have the client actually pick the cards. They'll pick, so think about it. I probably have 2,000 cards out in my studio. Somebody will pick, and again, let's keep it simple here and say love. Like they'll pick up two cards from two different decks out of 2,000 cards that both are bringing message around like, let's say, you know, change in the love department. And for somebody to look and say, you know, you know, the SAT question, what's the probability of somebody like, you know, picking these two cards that mean this Mm -hmm. out of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like it's really, you know, high or not high that that would happen. Wow. So that's what I do with the tarot. That's why tarot are at least important to me. I think my new favorite cards that I just got in were if anybody does not follow spiritual as fuck on Instagram, they need to. She just came out with two decks of cards, which are called spiritual as fuck and grateful as fuck. And again, you know, she's keeping it real, keeping it simple with simple grounded messages as opposed to stuff that doesn't maybe for the novice feel attainable. So that's why, and some humor. Like we all need humor in our totally. life. Like why so serious? I know, honestly, can't with it. Honestly, so and and I and I like to, and that's why I love the way you do your work and how it's so approachable. Because you know, I like to I like to bring my tarot with me. Like I like to kind of like share in this with with other people. And you know, some people are like, "Well, what is that?" But a lot of people are just curious. Like so, to yeah. make it relatable and and digestible. It is kind of the gateway for them. So anyway, I just, yeah. I love that. Coming into, you know, to your point, if you're bringing them with a bunch of friends, coming into a conversation with a, f- a foreign language isn't going to make the conversation flourish. And right. if you use, you know, a, a common a common thread or a common language that everybody can understand, you're going to have a way better experience. Like for example, oh my gosh. And again, I had to learn this the hard way. So sometimes I've, I've brought like when I do public events, like uh, I'll bring crystals and tarot sometimes. And I've learned, and again, I'll tell you why, when you look at like a traditional tarot deck, there's the death card that's in there, right? Or the devil card, the tower card, which those cards all are like, you know, it might not mean physical death, but there's transformation and change and birth and like all this stuff is coming in. But if somebody picks the death card and I'm doing a five minute reading at a press event and they pick that, that's way too jarring for that to be happening there and to actually mm-hmm. explain, no, 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 nobody's dying. They're just, this is a phase of like, you know, transition and transformation, right. not like, you know, where your mind just went. And you know, that it's not okay because like, I'm not fostering a safe environment for that person to enter into this. And it's just, it's not, it's not a good idea. Again, somebody that's never come towards this practice. Mm. Did you get death card? No, no, I got um, failure around relationships. Oh, this one was. <laughs> what did the the failure say? The what do you right mean? Now. It says failure. <laughs> it literally was the in word. relationships is in your bathroom, like toilet. Yeah, so it was in the pooper. relationships Christ. direction. But it was it's towards the so that corner is my that window is always open that little the window. shower window mm-hmm. yeah, and then there was a lot having to do with water sh- water being the shape shifter cleansing cleansing but also like yeah we talked about kind of 
sometimes I feel like water because I just mold to like that. where I am and who I'm with. And Same. I kind of lower myself to maybe their level with the guys, especially. But yeah, the card was failure, but it said these are like learning, like lessons that you're learning. Not, it's not failure. Like the word yeah. was failure. Yeah. Um, oh. Where did Raziel come up? Relationship? Yeah. He was over here, which is, and east, that's which is east. the east. The direction in shamanism around death and transformation. Okay. Yeah. Because he's oh, no, like actually, the, he's is in that this where? corner. Sorry. Which corner? Sorry. So Raziel's over here. Oh, which is success. success. Singing fireplace fire, which was interesting. It has a message, that card. I it had a message around like spiritual intuition. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the it. signs. Oh, esoteric signs. Yeah. Oh, cool. So like just being very, you know, aware of that as well. Wow. But yeah, the, the relationship one was the interesting failure. because, because I tend to like, I go between resentment and presence. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Like, yeah. you know, resenting someone for not being what I thought they would be or what this could be. And then appreciating And them. then just being like, I'm present. Like, they're teaching me this. Yeah, 100. <laughs> yeah. Same. And, but, you know, the thing was, it's like, when we talked through it, like, yeah. where, you know, where's the sweet spot in the failure card? You know, of course, okay, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't meant to be, but act actually looking at every person and whether it's a love relationship, a friendship, yeah. family members, colleagues, if that relationship has ended for whatever reason of like really giving gratitude and going, okay, how was that person a quote unquote, like greatest teacher to me? Because sometimes the greatest teachers come with the hardest messages, right? About what did you learn from that person? Even though it ended, they were in your life for a certain amount of time, what did they teach you? Even if like, you know, think about it. If they overstepped their bounds and acted like a huge asshole, but you also needed to step up your boundaries. Mm -hmm. and yeah. like, so they were teaching you yeah. a lesson around boundaries. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I think it's actually, you know, it's a, it's a, a great card and something to contemplate. And I was telling Lindsay, I, I think a great ritual practice for her, like make a list of all the relationships she views as failed, right? Mm -hmm. And because it's only her perspective and seeing, you know, seeing what each of these people brought to her lives and actually thanking them for it. Right. Yeah. I wow. think that's really, yeah, for anyone listening, I think that's a really interesting practice because you can think about it, but to actually take time and maybe write it down and really digest that because then going forward, it's more of that rather than holding on to what never was or what you don't have, you know, like it is, it is, um, I think deepens gr the gratitude for every relationship. Wow. How could our girls potentially do like a chart like this? Could they do one of these at home? So it's part of the the nine star astro astrology system and getting your qua number. Qua number. Yeah. Is that Q U A? K U A. K U A, cool. Yeah. So mm. if they if they wanted to Google all of that yep. or go to feng shui school and learn more about it or come into a session with me if they want to. There's like all these different layers yeah. of how they could actually start to engage with this practice. Wow. And there was um, also what you brought over was, I want to talk about the pendulum mm -hmm. and mm. then the feather and then the herbs. Okay. Yes. So one of the other gifts that Lindsay and I picked was um, a pendulum. So we got these gangster pendulums from 
Pound Pendulum. From Pound mm. Pendulum. Mine is a blue Lepis. And it, they're dope because it's on this gold chain and it's got this little fist on it. But the way that I picked mine was she had five laying out that were in um, little bags. Little bags. And I took my current pendulum, which is a crystal, a moonstone that my Justin's mom gave me. Mm-hmm. And I allowed it to choose and it chose the it chose the blue lapis, which is really it's beautiful. Um, timely because I have a lot of outstanding conversations I need to be having with a lot of people in my life. And I'm really working on Mm. communication as the way to my heart and soul and spirit. So that was like perfectly aligned. And this is a beautiful pendulum that I will use, you know, daily, even to check my chakras through like the Reiki work that I've been doing. Mm. But what would someone use Mm -hmm. a pendulum for? Oh, so pendulums you can use for all kinds of things. Um, You can ask it yes or no questions. That's like the easy basic one. You can find where there is um, unrest in the body or the chakra system. So you can actually put it over the body and see where work might need done or where there's stuck energy. You can find water with a pendulum. You can see where there's dense energy in a space with a pendulum. So there's so many things that you can use. You can pick crystals and cards with a pendulum. So And so you first when you get your pendulum, do you need to set it first to understand mm-hmm. what's yes and what's no and then go from there? Totally. So statistically speaking, when a pendulum swings clockwise, that's a yes. When mm. it swings counter, that's a no, but not for everybody. Some pendulums may even swing in a north to south direction or could even like, it almost looks like it's pulling and shaking towards the earth like really rapidly. Mm. My best tips and tricks on that one is you ask your pendulum dumb factual questions that you know the answer to, right? So if I say, is my name Colleen and my pendulum, I know mine swings clockwise for yes, it does that. And if I were to say, you know, is my name Krista or Lindsay, it's going to swing counter for no. So asking what day of the week it is when it's not that day or what your name is or where were you born, questions like that and watching what the pendulum does will help you learn what your yeses and nos are and then you can just like run wild with it wow and then you also gave us oh i got the chlorite the chlorite that's right so it's kind of like the water and the sun for plants it is reminding me of like where i'm having self-doubt but yeah the cleanser pendulum cleanser that's right and so when you think about like it's chlorite chlorophyll right Mm -hmm. that's with plant-based this is a reminder you know like the sun and the water grow plants so like what cleanses you what makes you grow right yeah it's beautiful i love it so much and Um, what's the best part it's a necklace i know it's sick it's It's a sick necklace so beautiful i love it um and then the herbs that you gave us the herbs herbs stuff was rad that gave me chills actually it really did because i really felt like I really, the example you gave me was using it like, this is so dumb, but at Coachella, (laughs) literally it's so dumb, but it's just, there is a specialness to honoring wherever you are in nature, wherever you are, the ground, wherever you are. that's sacred land out there. It is. It is. So the idea, there's four sacred herbs in shamanism, sage, cedar, sweetgrass, tobacco, and I like to put a little lavender in. 
for calmness and beauty and all the things and it smells so good. Mm -hmm. Um, And the idea is that wherever you go, dropping a little bit of the herbs out of this little bag and just saying, thank you. Thank you for having me to this land. I'm grateful to be here saying hello to the spirits of the land. And where do you do this? Um, you know, Krista was joking about Coachella, but I did actually tell her cause they just came back <laughs> that um, it is on sacred land and thanking the spirits of the land for having them there and to have a safe journey, right. Or a good time yeah. or any of these things and just doing that. It's, and if you, again, don't even believe in what I'm saying, but it's a matter of you giving you a ritual practice to stop and just have gratitude for something, then it's worth it, right? You can also like, again, what's a more formal situation? Like you go into a church or a temple and you want to leave an offering at the stoop or on the actual altar, you could do that. Um, hiking in a canyon is a great way of going to the beach, mm-hmm. anywhere that you might be out in the the elements or someplace that feels like super sacred or highly energetic, like Sedona, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where you could use the herbs. Love that. Beautiful. And then the feather. Mm, and then the feather. What kind of bird? Turkey vulture. Cool. That's mm-hmm. a, if anybody's wondering what, I'm not going to say all, but many of shamanic feather fans are made of, it's... Uh, turkey vulture so the idea around that is when you swish yourself with a feather or a feather fan you are clearing dense energy off your energetic field and your body and again this is one of those things like people that don't believe in it or they've never had their themselves like feathered off before a a spiritual event or something like that because that happens sometimes people just go I don't know what it is but I just feel better and again I'm like cool that's enough right? So I gave each of the ladies a single feather so that they can do that in their own practices. I think it's, again, this like sustainable self-care, like what are some tools, some busy boss babes that you can actually do to keep your energy clear when you're on the go. We also talked about the paper crane apothecary um, clean slate spray. Again, so you just came out of a tense meeting. You just got off the airplane, you're in a hotel, like somewhere that you cannot light sage on fire. It just wouldn't be cool. You can use that instead. It's like one of my go-to travel products. Mm. It's genius. I think that's a big takeaway. The The idea that if it works for you and you feel better, that's enough. Exactly. You know, like whether it's, you know, swishing yourself with a feather, whether it's pulling cards daily, whether it, you know, whether it's using a pendulum to make your decisions, if you feel better, do it. You know, like the, I think our mind tends to go to, well, what is actually happening? Like, what is this? Like, because we think we have to explain it to someone, you know, or to ourselves. But I think that's a really, really good point. Oh, Colleen. So good. So what's happening now? (laughs) Yeah, what's happening? You birthed a baby. Birth the baby book. Crystal mm-hmm. RX. Let's be clear about that. A book, <laughs> yeah. not a physical yeah. baby. Yeah. Lady. It Don't is. spread rumors. It's beautiful. It is. It's perfect. Like I was telling Lindsay, this is like the the perfect crystal book for me just because it's you, it's easy to read, easy to understand. It has all the information you need related to like historical significance of certain crystals and in certain cultures. 
of how to use crystals, mm-hmm. how to clean them. It's really like a perfect book for your coffee table if you want to flip through and understand crystals in a better way. And I just, this was the type of book I was looking for. And I just really appreciate, you know, that you did it. It's so great. Thank you. And it was like birthing a child. I'm sure. It was I'm sure. a lot of joy and a lot of pain and a little bit of crying in the corner because I, I basically had dumped... 11 years of training into this book, which is such a crazy experience. It's been out for a few months and I really... I I like the feedback I've been getting from people that they'll come up to me and they're like, well, I didn't actually read it right away. Some people... They're like, I just let it sit on my coffee table, Mm -hmm. but then I go to it and they're like, I realized it was a reference book or a textbook for me. And I would go to it when I was looking for a certain piece of information instead of just like sitting down and reading cover to cover and then like putting it on the shelf. So I thought that was really interesting because in a way that wasn't, you know, it wasn't my intention when I was writing for that to, to happen or to be an outcome of the book. Yeah. You should be really proud. Thank um, you. And thank you for our sessions. Yeah, they were today. amazing. They were really, really amazing. Really and needed. I had to cancel everything on our calendar for the next month. I know. Just kidding. Wait, did we want to choose a spiritual spot card to close sure. out? Um, Is I that what you're... We, yeah. And then just what are, you, what are you doing this year? Like what yeah. can girls expect from you? Oh my God. So I, uh, well, so I actually, what else was going on with me? I moved both my house and my healing studio from Venice to Santa Monica. So not, you know, not a huge leap in distance, but what's really exciting is that I'm now in collaboration with two extremely special, talented women. And Mm. we've really gone into a space where we can host intuitive beauty for those that are into it. You can come in and get a reading with me. And there's also another room set up with my friend, Andy Scarborough, who owns Crownwork. She is the crystal comb girl, as mm-hmm. people call her. And so you can go in and get ritual haircutting sessions with her. And then our third collaborator in our space, her name is Julie Pollier, and she is a shamanic facialist. So if you're looking to get a day of beauty, it's Enjoy. a wild one. We have a tea room, so wow. you can come in, That's sit. Like perfect and, before you get married. Right? Yeah. You can yeah, come in something like out. that. I already have my all my shit. It's like for my wedding, I have nothing but like all my beauty rituals. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. cool. We're going to like put the herbs there. Yeah. And That's beautiful. Wow. Um, that must feel so good. It feels so good. And I think she's got a wedding ring on, but it's not a wedding ring. Stop so. it. <laughs> That's another episode. I know. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, the space is pretty exciting and we're next door to love coffee, which how sweet is that? that. But what I'll tell mm-hmm. you, like, why do you really need to come there? Because we have the bathroom wallpapered in large scale crystal print. So it literally <gasps> looks like you walk into a crystal cave when you yeah. Yeah, go into on. the bathroom. Genius. Come on. Genius. Wow. I love it. Great That's place amazing. to take a selfie. Can't wait to visit. Yes. I'm going to be there. <laughs> Okay, wait. Okay. So I got a grateful as fuck card. Oh, what you want grateful say? as fuck? Yeah, okay. I went with the grateful as fuck deck. This is from this deck is dope. Spiritual, spiritual as fuck. yeah, spiritual 
underscore as fuck is her Instagram and she's knock knock stuff.com. My card says, you know, when you're on the verge of having a shitty ass day and you walk by someone and they flash you a big friendly smile for no reason, other than that you're a human being and they're a human being. And isn't it just nice to be outside with other human beings? That smile thing we do as humans is pretty fucking amazing. Pro tip, if you decide to be a smile instigator, keep the smile under five minutes or else you slip into serial killer face and it is no longer a good thing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Agreed. I there was a guy that. at my yoga studio today that was really friendly and I thanked him in my head Aww. for making my, my day. Um, mine is from the spiritual as fuck deck. What's the best that could happen? You're probably super good at thinking up the worst case scenario, right? You can project all your fears onto a big screen and play them out in vivid color. You can actually feel the anger of the confrontation you haven't confronted, the loss of the job you haven't been fired from, the death of the star you haven't dared to shoot for. Try putting those superpowers to work in the opposite direction. Imagine how you could be surprised and delighted in those same scenarios. Daydream instead of worry. Say hey to that cool ass shit. It's a good one. That's awesome. It's a really good one. I also went for the spiritual as fuck deck. Worrying is a negative prayer. That's a good one. Amen to that one. Amen. And it says, you don't need any of that kind of angsty, nail-biting bullshit today. If you catch yourself worrying, take a deep breath and ask the universe for what you really want, not what you don't want. The universe always lets you change your order. And hell yeah, you want fries with that. Supersize that shit. <laughs> That's a good one. I need that one today. Love that. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Colleen. Where can our, where can our homies connect with you? Where can they get the book? Um, they can get the book anywhere books are sold. And it's definitely available on Prime if you need it in yes. 48 hours. Great. Hallelujah. Um, you can also connect with me on stylerituals.com and on IG at style underscore rituals. Yay. We love you. Thank we love you so you much. You're so generous and so loving. And Yeah, just, this is just what I needed. I'm really grateful. It always happens when I need it. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Connect with Colleen. We love you all. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Crystals, baby. We love them. Thanks, Colleen. You're the best. You can go to styleRituals.com for more information and to get her new book, Crystal Rx. Yeah. And we will see you in... Nashville. We will see you here in LA soon. We also have dates in New York. We're doing three different events. Aaron Claire on human design, Stuart Pierce on activating the voice and spirituality. And then we have our live show with Nikki Glazer, which we're so excited about. That will sell out. All of these will sell out uh, in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you grab your tickets. And then we will be doing Philly, Ohio, and DC and then ending up in Miami at the end of the year. Yeah, we cannot wait. And this is random, but important if you're interested in start, in trying a new meal oh, delivery yes. service. I just wanted to shout out because she's our girl and just, you know, founder, CEO, Goals for Life, Danica Brescia, the founder of Model Meals. She's offering our community $35 off your order uh, with the code almost30VIP. So modelmeals.com, code almost30VIP for $35 off. I highly, highly recommend these meals are thoughtful. The sourcing of the food is incredible. They're just masters. So highly recommend. We love you all. Thank you for listening and we'll... See you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>